right, folks. We're back. And it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from WYIB. 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Wednesday. And as we have to do here at WYB, certainly on the Kim Wade Show, we want to remind you, we want to exhort you, implore you, that it's back to Christ Wednesday. This is an opportunity for you to reestablish that relationship you had when you first received and accepted the invitation for salvation. And this is your opportunity to get reacquainted because, you know, the storms of life can get the beating on your door. And you can, uh, uh, there you go. That's for me. Uh, get the beating on your door and you can get distracted. You can get distant. You can get mired in sin. And you get a chance to come back and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I've fallen in so many different ways and I just, I just need to come and say, Lord, please forgive me. I know I have to do that. We all need to do it. Let us be grateful for that mercy and grace. So if you would, let us go back down to the altar, lift up our hands and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. If you'd have mercy upon my family, upon our nation, upon our leaders, we'd be so grateful. So won't you come? Won't you come? Somebody sent me this here. I think it'd be apropos. Uh, since it is back to Christ Wednesday. It talks about grace is when God gives us good things that we don't deserve. Mercy is when he spares us from the bad things that we do deserve. And blessings are when he is generous with both. Truly, we can never run out of reasons to thank God. God is good all the time. Folks, you know, that's part of where we find ourselves today in terms of the conditions our nation's in, our world is in, our families are in, our lives are in. It's because we've gotten so busy, we've gotten so distracted with all the other uh, items of the day 
the spiritual component of it is, is lost on us. And a lot of it is due to the prosperity. I mean, you, we don't have to wait for rain in due seasons for our crops to come in for us to have food on the table. The system that was built up by the white supremacists, as the uh, angry folks would always say, uh, built in almost a two or three year supply of surplus. And the world has gotten used to it. Certainly Americans have. And so we've gotten to the point now we don't say it's, we don't say thank you as often. We don't, you know, we, we have to experience those bumps and uh, tears and, and setbacks to realize that, yeah, well, maybe I need to, you know, tip my hat and tip my head to he who threw up the sun, moon, and stars. But at the end of the day, this does not go out of style. Our parents were not wrong. The simple faith that they displayed and that carried us through will do it today. This is why many people believe this. And it's not that it's not true. It's just not as true to the extent as people try to make it. And that is that because a child or a parent is a single parent or the parent or the child is a child of somebody with one parent or no parents that they're automatically at a disadvantage no that child is at a disadvantage if he doesn't have the people who are walking in front of him before him walking upright oh you can raise a child as one parent if you if you the parent walk upright child will remember that and to you mothers out there who have young boys you take them in between say 9 and 13 when they want to work and earn things let them work and earn things the people who are not your friends are those folks from the labor union who came in and said child labor laws is too harsh I mean uh, putting the child to work is too harsh no it's not it kept them out of, out of trouble and it kept them focused. Oh, there's a reason why things were the way they were. There was a reason why Adam had it hard, why he had to scratch the earth. And yet we think we've come out with something better. This is why I just kind of dismiss all these folks with all these degrees in the compassionate sciences. Because at the end of the day, it's a job. And I mean, I'm not saying the money ain't green when you make it. It's green. But don't get beside yourself. Don't get to kissing yourself on the mouth thinking about what a great person you are because at the end of the day, you really don't have anything. The evidence is all around us. Now, don't get me wrong. I was the beneficiary of a counselor early uh, in kindergarten, well, not kindergarten, third grade. I was being a knucklehead and they, I didn't even know it. at the time I looked back on it, uh, uh, I realized that the woman was a counselor. So I'm not saying counselors don't do a good job, but I'm just saying all of us need to take stock of ourselves that we haven't invented anything new. That MBA, that PhD, that BA, BS is, is really not all that. It's okay, but it ain't all that. What's really okay, you think about your mama. Work for less than minimum wage. Raised all y'all. And still, no, I, th- I think about my mom, 11 kids, 11 kids times nine months. 
And then you add in another 18 months, two years on top of that. Out of their lives, and they still manage to die with better credit than you and I have now after making less than minimum wage, feeding folks. So I'm just saying, we need to take, and see, this is, this is my concern. This is what、uh, the campaign for mayor is going to be about. I don't need to win. I need to have this conversation. This conversation has to be had. We're not going to let、uh, rerun Marcus Wallace and Chalkway Lamumba come in there with the same old bozo crap. And that's what you saw last night with the election of Justice Gibbs against Rakia. People are starting to see through this bozo crap. And I'm just saying, all of us need to take inventory. We've gone off on some tangents, bought into some narratives that it has nothing to do with the price of eggs. Quit buying into this crap. Yes, it is true. Having a dad around will help a young man. But having a righteous mother will help all of society. Doesn't have to be perfect. Lord knows my mother had, I'm sure, had flaws. I'm sure her contemporaries could tell me about. But on the main things, she was 10 toes down. My dad married a woman with five kids and had six more, making less than minimum wage or minimum wage most of his life. These folks. These were the true mentors of society. They didn't have no degrees. They had dirt under their nails and blue collars. But now we got folks who get their nails clean and their hearts are dirty. Couldn't trust them with a slice of cheese. I'm saying all this to say this, bro. We got some adjustments to make black folks. America, but America for so long, black folks in America was the conscience of America, the soul of America. And now, because of Jesse Jackson and his corrupt leadership, has delivered to us the most godless leadership the black community has ever experienced. Even before we received Christ as a religion, our leadership wasn't as corrupt as we see it today, or bereft of any type of character integrity. And the evidence is all around us. This, this ship of state is not moving. And so, when I asked the question on yesterday, where we find ourselves today as a community, as black people, as Americans, was it because of a plan? When I see these civil rights icons getting their 88th certificate and plaque and recognition award and all that, do they know why they were doing what they were doing? Do they really know? Were they part of some universal, unified plan to make life better? Or were they trying to accomplish an objective of bringing down a wall of racism, which needed to come down? But now we're trapped in a prison of our own. The prison that came about as the freedoms that we exercised led us into a deeper prison. Dude, think about where we are. Where we are. There's something wrong with this picture. And we've gone as far as we can go in the direction that we're headed. So, Rakia Lamumba, Chokwe Lamumba, you're not, be, you're not being cute. In my view, you're stomping on the graves of your parents. 
How is it that we have all these resources? We're in control of all this, all these things that we say were the institutions that were holding us back. And now we can't get these institutions to lift us up. And yet, the people who say they love us are running it. What's wrong with this picture? Make it make sense. And then you mad at me for saying these things? Guess what? Put on a cape so you can be super mad. Now, y'all got to change. The Black Caucus need to tell me 40 years ago when Cradell went into the legislature to today, was this the plan, Cradell? Where we find ourselves today? Is this the plan? John Horn, Alice Clark, all the rest, him and Frazier. Where we are today, is this the plan y'all laid out? Is this the plan y'all had written down somewhere? That you only kept in your vest pocket and didn't nobody know about but y'all. Because y'all been telling us the reason why things are like it is is because of racism. So it's because of racism. We worked your plan. You say that the white Republicans don't like us. Okay. Them not liking us don't mean that the plan shouldn't work. You know, My pastor, Pastor Elder Eddie Brown, made this observation. He said, Your enemies don't like you. But your foes, they don't like you, and they take steps, affirmative steps, they take action against you. So the Republicans may be our enemies, so you say. But the damn Democrats have been our foes because we can't get it together. And you keep telling us that they love us, that they have our best interests at heart, and so do you. So why are we here? Maybe the oppositions that the Republicans was giving us were saying, son, you don't want to do this. This is, this is not going to take you where you want to go. Oh, cracker, cracker. You don't even like me. Do I have to like you to tell you that the house is on fire? Do you have to like me to believe me when I tell you the house is on fire? Now, the people who you say love you left you in a burning house. Your kids are running amok. Your schools are broken. Your streets are broken. Your tax base is broken. And yet, everybody supposedly rolling in the same direction, but you're the only one ain't eating. So, where's these critical thinking skills? You worried about critical race theory? Where's your critical race thinking? Black folks, we're full of crap. Snowball can call in here and talk all that yang. At the end of the day, the boy's an idiot and he represents idiots who think like him. So, this is like I said, I know we'll have probably the largest turnout in the mayoral election here in Jackson just for people to vote against me. But this message going out. When we sit on the stage with Marcus and uh, 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 rerun Marcus and Chokeway Lumumba. Let them explain the civil rights movement article. I'm not even address those questions. The moderator, you can just, just give it to them. I ain't discussing that. We're going to discuss the guys who are trying to uh, uh, turn the deposit guarantee building into some apartments. We're going to discuss those people who've been trying to get those subdivision built down there off Sidewell Road and the city dragging its damn feet and then want to come and tax everybody else more because they don't have enough revenues when the man trying to build rooftops to generate revenues and the mayor's running around being black for a living. Screw this foolishness. If you're marching for your rights, I don't care if it's gay rights, black whites, green whites, whatever. 
for four years, baby, you on the back burner. We're going to fix some things. We're going to work with Mayor White down in Byron. They're going to get the water system they need because a thriving Byron is still going to be a thriving metropolitan area. And that's one of the things about a mayoral campaign. I'm going to tell you something when I come back.